Well, last week, Saskatchewan joined New Brunswick in adopting a new gender and pronoun policy for schools. This is a policy that would require parental consent for students who wish to change their name or pronouns being used at school. There has been a lot of debate about this. Certainly, there was debate before that change was made. And we now have a new study. This was done by the Angus Reid Institute, and it finds that Canadians are also very divided when it comes to what level of parental involvement is necessary or wanted when it comes to children and preferred identification. So when asked which policy they would prefer for school districts, two in five Canadians or 43% said that parents should be informed and must give consent if a child wants to change how they identify. It was only about 14% that said a parent should have no role in the decision. So let's talk a little bit more about this now with Christopher Wells, an associate Associate Professor and Canada Research Chair for the Public Understanding of Sexual and Gender Minority Youth at McEwen University in Edmonton. Thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, we'll get into more of the findings of this Angus Reid Institute survey, but when we talk about having these policies and consent of parents, what are your thoughts on the fact that we are even having this conversation? Well, I think we can trace a lot of this back in Canada almost 15 or more years ago with uh, the legalization of, of same-sex marriage. You know, after that battle was, was lost by uh, social conservatives and, and evangelical uh, groups, uh, the next focus became schools. Uh, because, you know, if you, if you want to uh, change the future of society, you start by banning or trying to control what is taught in, in the school system. So... That's what's led to banning books, censoring a curriculum. We've seen in British Columbia uh, targeting sexual orientation and gender identity policies, um, challenges against gay-straight alliances. So what we're seeing today is, is really nothing new, but uh, a long line of opposition really against uh, uh, two SLGBTQ identities and the right for young people to exist. Uh, but when we're talking about specifically whether or not parents should be involved, why do you think there is so much focus on that? Well, I think it's really a red herring uh, argument because uh, nothing is stopping from parents uh, being involved. It, it's pretty simple. If you want to know how your child identifies, all you have to do as a parent is ask them. And if they feel safe and comfortable, they'll tell you. But if they don't, uh, you know, the school shouldn't be outing them because that can cause great harm to their mental health and well-being. You know, the reality in Canada is still, you know, it's quite shocking that between 20 to 40 percent of all homeless or street-involved youth identify as a, a sexual and gender minority. And that's often because, you know, their families have failed to support them and kick them out and their schools haven't been safe places. So, you know, what's left for these young people? And too often it's just simply trying to survive on the streets. And when you say outing them, you mean outing them to their parents? Yeah, absolutely. And that can be as, as simple as if a, if a student in the, in the classroom feels comfortable to go to their teacher and say, I want you to use this name, but I don't want you to tell anybody about it. Um, they should honor that, uh, that request um, because that, that child is on their own journey to be able to have that conversation with their parents. And absolutely, schools will support those young people when they're ready to share that information. And in many cases, that uh, 
entails creating a safety plan for those uh, young people just in case you know that conversation isn't supportive or it isn't positive but you know overwhelmingly we know that the the majority of parents uh, do support and love their children for who they are. Right, which is definitely a good thing. I know the survey talked talked about this. It asked people and then broke down the numbers with respondents to the survey of having children younger than aged 18 or didn't have young children. But I don't think it really went into the policy and, and the age of if there was a difference of opinion, depending on, say, if we're talking about elementary school students as opposed to high school students. Do you think there there is a difference or, or should it be broken down? and we're talking about different age groups? Well, I think, uh, you know, uh, uh, talking about the capacity of, of young people to, to make informed decisions is, is always important. You know, it, uh, you know, it's not really age that, that's used. It's actually, you know, the mental uh, capacity and understanding of the issues. You know, um, when uh, children are, are seeking medical uh, treatment, um, uh, depending on on how they understand that treatment, they're often able to consent to that themselves, right? It isn't this so-called magic number of of eighteen or sixteen that we're seeing, you know, targeted in policies. But I think ultimately, you know, what we're talking about here under the guise of parental rights is we forget about what are the rights of children. Children also have rights, and that right extends for them to be safe and to to identify. Um, who they are and uh, to be able to express that freely and openly without consequences and risk. Right. And 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 I, I guess that gets back to uh, what this survey was asking people. And again, what uh, the school being a safe place and being a place where where maybe you identify a certain way. And that doesn't necessarily you don't make that assumption that that's also what's happening in someone's home life. Yeah, you know, uh, absolutely. And I think it's about being able to have conversation. That's really what this comes down to. Are we openly talking about, you know, these issues around our dinner tables, you know, in our schools and in our communities? Because, you know, that's how attitudes uh, change and and minds uh, begin to uh, open up through that kind of important conversation. And that's exactly what uh, schools should be engaged with. Uh, with the policies now that we've seen in Saskatchewan uh, joining New Brunswick and having that policy requiring parental consent, uh, how would that do, do you think even play out in that if, if a student says this is my pronoun or this is how I'm identifying now, what, what would that mean that the teacher would then have to reach out to the parents and make sure that the parents know that this is happening? That's basically what uh, what the uh, the policies say that the parents must be notified if their child chooses different pronouns or or a different name than their 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 name assigned at birth. And in effect, you know that could out them, that could place them at uh, increased risk because you know they're if if they're asking their school to do that and and they're not uh, feeling safe or comfortable to do so at home, right? That really shows you where the the level of anxiety is in their lives. It's, it's not in the classroom, but, you know, it's uh, in their living rooms. Is it something then, or is this kind of overreaching the role of schools and teachers in that if a teacher then does that, is there some, is there a, a requirement that should be in place or does that then, then become the teacher's role to, to make sure that that child is okay and that child's not going home to a home environment where this, this is going to make things very tense and potentially dangerous? Uh, well, absolutely. You know, the the the, the research shows us that uh, when you know children are are respected and affirmed for who they are, um, it helps to improve their mental health and their well being. And when you don't, 
it increases, uh, you know, their, their risk of uh, suicide ideation. Um, so, you know, really, um, it's, it's the job of schools to look after the best interests of the child. And sometimes, you know, uh, that means uh, having a different conversations at school than you would at home. But again, right, there's nothing preventing parents from having these conversations and starting these discussions, you know, with their children. So it's a bit of a, a red herring to, to, to put the blame on, on schools and to talk about this under the guise of, of parental rights. Really, uh, when we look at the history of that, that's all about an anti-LGBTQ ideology. It's just not about names and pronouns. It's about the very right for 2SLGBTQ children to actually exist in our society. Christopher, uh, Christopher Wells, we'll leave it there for today. Thank you so much. Uh, it's my pleasure. Always great to speak with you.